dub bears. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of Barely Educated. We are finally back from the holiday travels. I've traveled. He's actually still in Arizona. I I went to Peoria. Chris, how are you? Doing good up here in the mountains in uh, northern Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona, hometown, visiting her family. It's been been good. How good was the Bears Christmas haul for you? uh, That was, uh, let's see. Um, not as much as normal, but, uh, I, I got a t-shirt I really like. Uh, I didn't really need anything else. <laughs> it's yeah. like kind of drowning in bears merch as it is. Yeah. That, yeah. But that's kind of funny. Cause I got a lot of it last year when they were so bad. And this year they're considerably better. It's not we'll as cheap. Into all that. <laughs> yeah. So we hope everybody had, had a very happy holidays as we are now, what is this? January 3rd. 3rd. Um, we are going to recap the last couple games that we missed and get into what I think was a repetitive conversation that is now having some clarity on the QB. Well, I think the QB has a lot of confusion still, but the QB and the coach, we've been, I've been saying, you know, new data points can change your mind. It's perfectly fine. And that some of this, we need to wait to see where the pick shakes out. Obviously we've got lots to talk about and some clarity on some of the, uh, variables that were in the discussion. We know they do have the number one pick. Thank you, Carolina. An all-time fleecing. <laughs> yes. That's the big news. That is definitely the big news. But we did miss the Cardinals game, and we we didn't have a chance Sunday to recap from the Atlanta game. We were both out of town there. Right. And then do you want to preview the Packers while we're at it? We never did get into Absolutely. whether we're doing that. I think we yeah. should go ahead and do all of it right now. I agree. I agree. So, I'm- I'm traveling Friday, uh, and then uh, we could do a recap Sunday after the game if you like, but uh, I won't be able to yeah. before then. So. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay, so we hate the Packers, and yes. their quarterback is closing in on 4,000 yards and 30 touchdowns already in his first year, and otherwise they suck. So <laughs> the game is right there for the Bears. Everybody else that plays the Packers carves up their defense, except for Minnesota last week, but considering their QB situation, yeah, that was the. I expected Green Bay to win that one, but not like that. Not by that much. I think it just shows if you're if you bottomed out at the QB spot because of injuries and what have you, that's what it looks like. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. That guy's not ready to play. Jaron Hall or whatever his, no, last, his first not. name is. Well, they switched. Maybe he's a developmental rookie that they had to throw in there. Yeah. And then they bring in Mullins afterwards. It's just. Well, but I don't they- think it. The pass rush was relentless from the Packers, but I don't know how much of that is just the Vikings situation there. Right, but I, mostly I think I was surprised by the Vikings' defense because they have been uh, constant every game with a uh, you know, blitzing and heavy pass rush, and I I didn't see any of that. Um, it seemed like yeah. they dropped guys in the cover. And to Jordan Love's credit, if you give him time, he's going to find someone open. Um, he that, makes a lot of really crazy plays that I feel like are horrible mechanically. Yeah, he's that's, leaning that's back, he's good. on his back foot, he's jumping. Every, they're completions so uh, he's a really hard guy to figure out his his overall numbers are phenomenal on the year for a first year starter yeah we got to get over it they're good two things about it looks weird though two things about that one every game he's got one 
fling it up in the air, and somehow it lands in a Packers receiver's arms. He's got at least one of those every game. And the one that game, he's coming across the field, and he's got like 15 steps on the guy. I'm like, well, how is he this open? Yeah, I, I don't understand. And then the other thing I have to say is love, you know, I'm a big eye test guy. The eye test and the stats don't match. Because when you watch him, he is not as good as the stats indicate. And I'm trying to figure that discrepancy out. You know what Part I mean? of it's coaching. They really do scheme guys wide open. They do, yeah. Mm-hmm. He's a great coach. He is. I think a- that as remarkable as their running QB play is, and it is, and I'm not saying that this is more remarkable, but maybe needs more attention, mm-hmm. they always have a good line. Yeah. They'll have four guys hurt, and it won't matter. They'll have a guy you've never heard of at right tackle, and he'll totally stonewall an end for an entire game, and you're like, what? How? Yeah. So I think that was the remarkable thing about the game is they just picked up the blitz like it was no problem the whole game, and then Aaron Jones just killed the Vikings. So the Packers come into this game feeling pretty good about themselves. The playoffs on the line, but I think the Bears are a really tough matchup for them. If if you just said this is, if you just said this matchup was these teams, these players, and you didn't have the word Packers attached to it. It's you would true. say, man, this is this is going to be a good competitive game. It's but true. because it's the Packers and the whole mental thing that goes with it, it gets it gets messy. But they have more to play for than the Bears in theory, but I think the Bears are definitely keen to play spoilers. So I don't really think I'd buy that the Bears won't have a reason to play. I think they'll play all the starters. I think they'll play everybody that's healthy. I don't know if you I risk think... that again. You might do the whole take a snap and keep the streak going thing. I would argue the Bears have more to play for than Green Bay in this one because, yeah, if Green Bay wins, they're in the playoffs, but they're not going anywhere. Yeah, but they're not going to look at it that way. But that's I think reality. equals works, though. <laughs> Bears have, a, this, is, this would be a big win for the Bears. And they, they know who their quarterback is going forward, and they have a young team, so they're, they're on the right path for where they're wanting to go. For the Bears, how much does Justin Fields' performance Sunday – play into his future on the team? How much does the game weigh on Matt Eberflus being the coach going forward? How much does it weigh yeah, on... I mean, those are the two big questions of the season. Yeah, so, we're going to find out clarity here in a couple weeks. Or yeah. This time next week, we'll have clarity on the coach. Yes, we will. I, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and with the Bears, it's certainly possible. And this transitions into some of the Fields chats, but um, we should probably cover the other games we missed first, but... <laughs> I don't know that one of the big questions is which of these games in his whole three-year career are we using for the decision? Because I know there's a school of thought that says how he finishes matters more than how he's played overall. And there's a school of thought that says, no, you got to look at the whole body of work. We can get come kind of circle back to that. But I think the bears are obviously trending in the right direction. And let's go, let's go now to the Arizona game real okay. quick. And then we'll spend a few minutes on Atlanta. I thought they stunk against Arizona. I, agree. I thought that was a miserable football game, and it was weird because they're terrible, and the Bears played down to the competition. I didn't Fields, think Fields looked all that good. And then they go out and they beat down the Falcons, who are actually the sixth-ranked defense coming in. And you're like, they flipped these games. <laughs> like, yeah, the score you should have had against the Cardinals, you had against the way better Falcons, and you're just like, huh, okay. The conditions of the Falcons game too, you wouldn't you would have think those would have been flopped too because of the snow and the slippery field Yeah, it just kinda makes me think about the whole bear weather shtick and how silly I think it is. You dropped thirty seven, no problem. Although I guess it was mostly over by the end of the first, but they had fourteen points in the blink of an eye, the Bears did. True. Yeah. So No, I agree the Arizona game was 
it was a win, but it was a. Uh, you didn't feel good about it. No, you didn't. And Fields had that really bad interception in the end zone. Like, oh, you after can't the great oh, run, like he nullified his own great play with a ridiculously bad yeah. throw after it. Yeah, but to be fair to him, that was his worst interception in games. You know, because right, the two against Cleveland, we shouldn't even evaluate. Yeah. They're both hail marys, and one wasn't even an interception. Yeah. So How annoying is it that the league never corrected that? Like, what are we doing? They never did. No, it's it, they just left it at interception. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the guy can't catch a break when it comes to officiating and league and all these kind of yeah. things. It's just totally absurd. But then you come to Atlanta, and it's one of his best games. Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It maybe pumped for his hometown team, maybe his future team. Who knows? Auditioning, um, yeah. yeah. He looked great. Uh, he that looked quarterback great. situation is rough. Oh my gosh, <laughs> those guys both stink. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know if that motivated him so much. Maybe the last home game thinking, because if you remember the interviews with him leading up to those games, he sounded kind of resigned to his fate. Mm-hmm. That he may not be the Bears' QB, and it's in God's hands. And he gave really good, mature answers. Um, so you had said six weeks ago now. What was it? Seven games to go or something. Yeah. So this would be six weeks ago. He had to have what? Two great. Three. Three great. Two good. And you have tolerate two okay, right? One okay and one bad is what well, I. Well, you were going to give him one bad. Yeah. Well, the bad happened when last week. Uh, Cardinals. No, I, the bad was. Um, oh gosh, I can't remember now. It was so long ago. But it the did. Vikings game wasn't pretty, but they won. But and he had the two fumbles, but then he had the throw. It's that's got to be the bad one because he fumbled twice in the fourth quarter and they couldn't move the ball for most of the yes, game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And then he made so the Cardinals would be the okay. Yeah. What's there the were, Browns? There weren't three great. There, there was definitely there was only one great. There was one great, yeah. And Detroit was borderline good to great, probably just good. Yeah, good. It's all subjective when you're trying to just put like an adjective to it. I get this. <laughs> yes. But my point is, as much as I was happy for him for that Atlanta game, and I loved the crowd chanting and him getting yes. that moment, we've always said we love the guy as a person, and he's got the right temperament for the, the market, and that's not something to just – dismissed that will be part of the decision-making rubric for Ryan Poles. I still think the overall body work isn't really good enough in the passing game now that you have the number one pick. And uh, people don't want to hear it, but it's about cost and opportunity. If you keep trying with fields, you're running out of time to evaluate him before you have to pay him. And people don't want to hear, oh, who cares about the rookie clock? Everybody in this league cares about the rookie clock. (laughs) Keep up with the league more is what I would say to people who don't understand this point. Mm. It'd be interesting to see what the Niners do when Brock Purdy's coming into his money. Oh, that'll be interesting. You know, so like, and and yes, there's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There's there's the roster buildup and then throw a QB in. There's the let the QB carry you, but make sure you get enough talent around him. Just get the QB when you can. Uh, there's a lot of schools of thought, but this really probably comes down to his total body of work, in my mind, in the passing game especially, which is how you win late in the playoffs, is still league average on a good day. And yeah. there are plenty of days where it's terrible. <laughs> it was really good against Atlanta, and that was great to see. But it doesn't really move the needle much because I got three years with one 300-yard passing game. And even even against Atlanta, he still had the fourth quarter fumble. <laughs> you know. Yeah, true. Still did it. They just covered, got it back. Now the, and I, the fourth I, quarter numbers are terrible. And and I know the context matters. I'm the guy who sits here and preaches context all the time. 
So are you willing to throw out the whole first year as evaluation because it's naggy? And the oh, whole yeah. second year? And the whole second year because it's rebuilding? Not the whole second year, but there were flashes that we thought going into this year would be built more upon, but uh, not they haven't happened to the extent that we had hoped. It's yeah, true. I think this year should weigh in the calculus heavier than the first two, which you can't throw them all the way out. And I want to be sure it's not all his fault either. No, that's the context too. Yeah. Some of it's the play caller, some of it's the weapons, and we got one good weapon in Moore and another good one in Komet, but not a dynamic one really. And then the receiver twos have been very disappointing. Everybody yeah. after Moore has like Moore has been awesome, but it hasn't had the effect of opening those guys up, and they just can't I connect. I can't. Understand but I can't it. exonerate him totally either. Right, right. And if I don't know he's the guy after year three, isn't well, that? Don't I know? And it's just wishful thinking to say otherwise. But the locker room loves him, so it's it is really complicated, and if, there are special traits, so it's it's a tough decision. But again, if they didn't have the number one pick, I don't think we're having this conversation about oh, we still don't know. I think if they didn't, yeah. it'd be like oh yeah, field all right, he's still making progress. This is good. Let's keep putting uh, building some weapons around him. The fact that it's the number one pick changes all of this. Yeah, if you're sitting there at seven from Carolina and ten yeah. with your own, we're probably all saying, no, don't go up. Just stay home and, and pick and build around him. But you don't have to even go up. Yeah. And I think it's also important to keep in mind the conversation is not Fields versus the number one pick quarterback. It's something like Fields plus what you could trade that pick for versus the pick plus what you can trade Fields for. Mm. And so my whole thing right now as we sit here today is he's likely gone, but it's not a slam dunk because he has played better down the stretch here. You know, still like to see more. And the year three body of work is concerning. We can go all the way back to Buffalo when I was all worked up because he didn't throw the the one-on-one to Moore and he missed Mooney and had a linebacker on him on another play. And I was like, he's still not seeing it. That looked like prophetic. Mm. So it's not easy because of all the other things we love about him. Right. He's probably gone, but my two things right now as we sit here today is, number one, whatever polls does, the Bears are in a great position. Agreed. And they should be able to rip somebody off. <laughs> yes. Just get some good assets either way because Fields is worth more than Sam Darnold, and he went for a two, a four, and a six. Wow. There's, people are like, he might get you a third. I'm like, not no. if you're using the proper most recent comp of the age of a quarterback being traded. He's mm-hmm. better at every single thing than Sam Darnold. Yeah, you ought to get you a borderline first or two seconds or a second and a conditional second or something like that. More than just a third. That that whole like GMs think it'll be a third. That's not going to be what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or if you traded the pick, you're going to get more than you got for last year because these two QBs, Williams and May, are already considered better than the ones at the top of the draft during the process. It doesn't matter how Stroud has turned out now. You have to go back to like what people are thinking at the time. Uh, and you could you could just drop a little bit and get some really great assets and still have a chance at Marvin Harrison Jr. There are so many juicy and delicious and wonderful scenarios. The guys, the Bears have a treasure trove of assets already. We're fighting about this, but we're finally not sitting there going, how do we get a quarterback? What magic <laughs> is this that these other teams do? We got a bajillion ways right now. Yeah. And instead we just throw stones at each other on Twitter. And then I just – I trust polls right now. I do. I can't yes. believe it because I was so annoyed with him last year because I didn't love the the plan to rebuild around a second-year quarterback with a bunch of garbage. But, man, yeah. sitting on these assets, he's done it. Tyreek Stevens is awesome. 
Shout out to him, Defensive Player of the Week, by the way. Yeah, yeah, he's been phenomenal as a rookie, and uh, you could see Dexter's come along. You could see the potential in Stevenson in the preseason. Like, hmm, man, this guy may have something. And um, once it started to click, man, he whew, he's looked fantastic. Uh, he's brought in a bunch of guys that are playing well. Yeah. For all that we joke about Brisker getting hurt once a game and coming back in, he's a good safety. I don't love picking a box safety, but at least they picked a good one. And as you see the intangibles, he, to be fair, is more than a box safety. He's also a heartbeat leader type guy, which you do need. Um, Dexter's come along. Darnell Wright is excellent. Yep. Speaking of him, I ran into my wife's former high school class president and friend, Ramon Foster. Finally bumped into him at the gym yesterday. Got to talk to him for two seconds. Former Steeler. That's for you, former student Tim. Former student Tim. Shut up, Tim. And, and picked his brain for a second. I didn't want to be that guy who was like trying to talk to a guy for like 10 minutes about football. And he's like, would you go away so I can work out? <laughs> right, right. Loves Darnell Wright. Awesome. Loves him. So that was just kind of a fun miscellaneous point. The DJ Moore trade is nothing short of hysterical. I mean, we, we are going to go the rest of our lives. It wouldn't surprise me if we don't have a more of a, a more lopsided trade than that. Yeah. I mean, you got the number one pick and a number one wide receiver who's going to be a pro bowler who's setting personal bests in your totally dysfunctional passing game. What happens if you pair him with Marvin Harrison Jr.? I mean, there's so many exciting routes we can take. I just think we should just let the process play out. If Poles loves one of the QBs, go ahead and trade fields. The locker room will get over it. Yes. Poles says, no, no, I've seen the thing I need to see that no one else is looking for from fields. I know he's going to be fine now. And I'm going to, I'm going to trade this thing for a treasure trove. And if it doesn't work, I'll pick a QB in two years or something. Okay. I trust him. It's not what I would do, Mm -hmm. but I think he's earned the benefit of the doubt at this point. I could not agree more. He's, uh, he's demonstrated, uh, not only that he can make some great decisions, but that he's not afraid to fix bad decisions. And yeah, that, that well said. That impresses me just almost as much, I guess, is what I would say. But yeah, I totally. And the Montez agree. sweat trade. I mean, there's a ton of moves. I didn't even get to all of them. Yeah. Oh, that sweat trade has been. Whew, oh, Andrew cool. Billings. That's made the whole. Like, no press. Yeah. Great mm-hmm. run stuffer. Earn mm-hmm. his extension. Go ahead and give a similar deal to Justin Jones at this point. By the way. True. He's played, he's, he's played much better this year, too, because there's more talent around these guys, and they needed that difference maker, so his whole sweat will be a multiplier. Totally accurate. And we, As a guy who understands this game in charge, finally. <laughs> we don't have to fight about it. Just let him do what he does. Yeah. Yeah, and when, when you got a pass rush from those four, that uh, back end of that defense looks phenomenal. And it does. Uh, oh, if they could add one more edge rusher, solid edge rusher, oh. Gordon's having a great year. Yes, he is. Because they're not moving him around. And he can jump like Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, my kids love that. I had to show them. Me I had too. To find, I had I to find that. the online, like, you know, a Twitter version of it, and just my, my five-year-old watched it on repeat. <clears throat> yeah, Lawrence. And she's oh, like, which, which bear is Spider-Man? Later, <laughs> when it is yeah. actual name. Which bear is Spider-Man? Lawrence uh, Holmes Spider-Man. pointed out, the, it's incredible. He could do that in the fourth quarter with all his gear on, and it looked like nothing. That's true. That's true. Just a friendly reminder that all these guys are better athletes than any of us know anyone, right? Like anyone, any any of us know. Yeah. So I guess that brings us, I don't know, is there more you wanted to say on fields? I I don't, 
No, nothing that hasn't been said before, but I, I totally agree with you that whatever, I find myself in a place, whatever polls decides, I'm going to be okay with it. One, because it's kind of a win-win at this point mm-hmm. because Fields has played well. I don't, I, you don't know how good Caleb Williams will Drake or Drake may will be, but I don't think either one of them are going to be bad, you know? So it would, it would surprise a lot of people who tend to get this right a lot. Yeah, the league like, has a hard time with QBs. Period. So you know, clear, clearly, like Bryce Young is struggling, but that's a lot of what's around him, and not just his, you know, the size and everything. He might be better if he was if he was plopped into Houston. You know, he's probably looking better than he has with Carolina. So yeah, a lot of it's situation, and that's the crazy thing too. You got the number one pick without being a train wreck of a team. Yeah, yeah. you're actually if the Bears had finished off those losses that they couldn't hold the leads. Right. They're that team nobody wants to play in the playoffs, who probably can't really go on a run, but you don't want anything to do with their defense in a playoff game. Even one of them, if they held on to one of them, they're eight and eight right now. And this is an elimination game for both teams. Yeah. So it's well, come it, together pretty well for polls. And that brings me to the coach. Oh boy. Yeah. Here we go. Being having tactics. I'm still firing him because I'm picking a QB and I want to put the clock all together. Even though I can admit he's done some good things, I still think it's more important to have the organizational vision line up. But he, so I thought he was a train wreck. Well, I mean, come on. After September, he was a train wreck. He'd lost 14 <laughs> straight games. He couldn't speak straight. And everything he said was stupid. Right? Like he was a train wreck. What? Now he's passable. And is he's a good D coordinator. And I don't think it matters enough compared to getting an offensive mind in here to pair with the number one pick. Yeah, Which means quick, if you keep loose, I think you should keep fields. Real quick, can nice. I just throw this in there that there's been some comments about oh, maybe he would take a demotion to defensive coordinator. That's not gonna happen. So Stop saying that. Go ahead and file that one under the maybe Fields would take a pay cut. No. Right, yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Where were you? No one's doing anything to do you a bunch of favors except for Carolina. You got your favor. Stop being greedy. So best scenario is still clean reset. Coach QB on down. Next best for me, which I don't really like that much, but would be keep them both. And then we'll figure out with coordinator later. Worst scenario is still screwing up the clock. And having done what you did to Mitch and Justin and do it again to another QB. Hopefully he'd be good enough to be, you know, screw up proof. But we've seen that song and dance play out twice now where it it definitely hurt their development. Don't go halfway. Go all the way one way or the other in my book. Your thoughts. Well, I was just thinking of our uh, text chat the other day. Uh, I got to scroll back to it here. But you thought... um... Uh, the one I most am against is the one I think is most likely. <laughs> bringing back Flus and Field and Getze are gone. Or even, yeah, something like that. No. That's what you, yeah. I, 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 it seems like th- this franchise loves its defense. Now, I do wonder if George is going to get involved at all. He says he won't. But what did George think of the fans chanting? What will George think after the Green Bay game? And then that kind of segues to the Courtney Cronin thing that you yes, mentioned. Yes, we do need to mention that. And it's no surprise, like we thought this all along. Um, do you have her exact quote there, or you have to just? No, I got the one I have loaded up is for the Pro Bowl when we're done with this. Oh, okay. Yeah, basically what she said was what we'd all, always thought that uh, 
Eberflus was a George decision, not a Ryan Pulse decision, even though Pulse said it was. I mean, he's not going to go in there and, and say, no, it wasn't mine. You know, I'm yeah, and she tried to backtrack a little bit and clarify it, and I thought, that's still the same thing he said earlier. Pulse was in the room, but he wasn't the lead decision maker. She even really said, what she said. She said Ted was involved in that, too. What even worse. the heck? So that's why the reason I wanted to bring that up is I I don't know what that me means for Poles' decision on Eberflus. Uh huh. And I would have thought I would have said you know six weeks ago if he keeps Eberflus that hurts my optimism regarding Poles. Now I'd say mm, I can see why he'd do it even though I wouldn't. That's how much they've improved. I still think he's pretty bad late in games. They're a horrible fourth quarter team and pretty good for the first three quarters. Yeah. Some of that's coaching. Some of that's the QB, but. Um, losing those leads is a killer to me, and, but but most of all, just the biggest point I'm still trying to make is league wide. Let me know. We'll we'll do it next Sunday when we have a clearer picture of the playoff teams or whatever. Sometime next week, there's going to be one or two defensive background coaches. There's going to be John Harbaugh, his own little misfit special teams background. <laughs> Clearly, an exception to the rule, but an awesome coach. They're stomping everybody. They're playing all these good teams and just annihilating them, by the way. Oh, gosh. And then it's going to be a bunch of guys with an offensive background. Yeah. Yep. And Demeco Ryans, if they get in, everyone's going to sing his praises for good reason. And then he's going to lose his coordinator. And you're, he's going to have to find another good one and find another good one. And if I'm bringing in Caleb Williams, I want to pair him with the coach he's going to have for 10 years. I keep thinking that's, about That's all I care about because I want that long-term home run Super Bowl aspiration. If you just want to be good enough to get into the playoffs, you could run it back with everybody and possibly do that next year. But I really want us to aim higher. I keep thinking of Paul saying, remember where I came from. And that's Kansas City, Andy Reid, offensive guru, is in place. And then if coordinators come and go, doesn't matter because the guy is still going to be there. And doesn't it feel a little bit like a roster ready to drop a young QB into if you want? It's a great situation for that. If you signed a center and a receiver and then drafted an edge or whatever, however, whatever permutation of those things you did, you're you're he's not going to a normal situation for a number one pick where right. it's all trash like Bryce Young did. Right. So for all those reasons, I'd still fire the coach, thank him for his service. He's still getting paid. Let's not make a victim out of the guy too much here and bring in the organizational flow chart that makes sense in the synced timeline. But yeah. I don't necessarily yeah. expect that. And we haven't even said anything about what Kevin Warren might be thinking. You know, who knows what he's... Yeah. He's too much of a mystery still. Yeah. He could be okay. the guy Monday that says, all right, bye, Poles, bye, Flues. You know, we don't know. Yep. So if you keep Flues and you keep Fields, do you keep Getsy so Fields doesn't have to learn a new offense? Gosh, I think so. <laughs> do you pick up Fields' fifth-year option? Johns has been floating this idea that you don't pick up the option, which is crazy because I think he's usually pretty smart, but that's totally stupid. If he's not good enough to pick up the fifth-year option, then he's nowhere near good enough to pass up the first pick being a quarterback. Like That does not make any sense when you have the first-round pick. Oh, well, we got to do another prove-it year for our QB. No, you don't pick the QB with the first yeah, round. I, I agree pick. with you on that. I if you can't extend him, then don't even begin to do it. Yeah. And I guess if you do the route where you keep everybody, you might as well bring Getze back and say, hey, he's he's looked better the last few weeks too because it's all so lame. That logic is already lame. Why can't you apply it to everybody? <laughs> True. And, you know, it looked like against Atlanta, he finally called a whole game 
that played for what Fields does well now. And that's all I've ever wanted. Work with Fields where he is now and build yeah. on that. You know, like being a teacher. You know, that's like, and, and who are your coordinators if, if Flus is a lame duck with a win now yeah. mandate? Frank yeah. Reich, just because they, they went, they were in Indy together? Do they even like each other? Do we even know that? Yeah, but it's, it's probably someone like that, a situation like that. You know. So I just, that's why, that's just another reason why I think the clean reset is best. Yeah. I, and, but I guess you could also do one other scenario, which I don't think has a realistic shot at all. You could hire a coach and let him figure out what you want to do with Fields versus the number one pick. But I don't think Poles will cede that kind of power to the coach. No, I don't think so. I think Poles is going to just make the decision on the quarterback, not the next coach. Yeah. Yeah. But again, I, I think that the way this Bears team is, this organization has been in the past, Flus is more likely back than not. Wild cards are, Poles doesn't seem all that like previous GMs. Ted, I mean, uh, Ted's gone, and we don't know what Warren will do. I'm just a little worried about the George interference still. Especially if the Bears win Sunday, yep. <laughs> all right, Pro Bowl stuff, just because I think it's kind of interesting. The retweets were effective to some degree. How about this? Jaquan Brisker at strong safety, third. Wow. This is league-wide. It's not conference. You can see this on Rappaport's Twitter, by the way. At corner, Jalen Johnson, second. Sounds right. Guard. This is in a weird order. I'm not sure why they're listed in this order, but whatever. Tevin Jenkins is fourth. Okay. Hunter, we don't got that. Uh, (laughs) Defensive end, Montez Sweat, fourth. Wow. Think about that. That means Bosa... Miles Garrett, those, and, and for some reason Chase Young. Well, the Niners are just everywhere in this. They 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 showed yeah. out. Clearly, he's not the second best defensive end in the league. But that means Montez had more votes than Max Crosby, wow. than Trey Hendrickson, than uh, I think they must have counted Micah Parsons as outside linebacker. Yeah, they did. Um, inside linebacker T.J. Edwards fourth, right ahead of Roquan. <laughs> <laughs> Quarterback. Yep. Justin Fields, 10th. Okay. That sounds about right, actually. He's in there. Yeah. So, Darnell Wright, 9th. That's mm-hmm. pretty impressive. Yeah. Gotta love it. Um, Kicker, Cairo Santos, 3rd. Ooh, that should be a little high. Well, maybe 3rd is okay, yeah. I think the two ahead of him have had better years because they have a bigger leg. You got Hopkins from the Browns and Aubrey from the Cowboys. Oh, Butker's oh, yeah. on here, but he missed a couple games. Yeah, that Cowboys dude, man, he's whoo. He's Tight good. ends: Cole Komet, sixth. Okay. Fullback: Blazing Game, sixth. What? There's five other fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, I, was, <laughs> I didn't even know there were that many in the league. Yeah. And then DJ Moore, sixth. Oh, that's got to be higher. But... So this is like hilarious improvement. Yes, that's what is. I mean about if you drop the number one pick into this roster, there are good players on it now. It pulls has turned it around pretty quick there. Yeah, they won't be bad next year if they have Caleb Williams or Drake May. They won't even be. if the QB take even if Fields is better next year than those guys would be. It's still probably the right long term play. And the money and the contract is not to be dismissed, despite how much people hate hearing about it. It will be a factor. Okay, yeah. shall we pick some games? All right, let's do it. Uh, we got Saturday slate, and we can actually pick the Thursday game for once, which is – oh, there isn't one. Ha, good. Yeah. We're still <laughs> right about it all year. Keep the streak. 
you have Houston Indy. That's like a big time division swinging game, depending on what Jacksonville does. But in the interest of time, we'll lead with Bears Packers. Packers favored by three at Lambeau, 325. Why are there no noon games this week? By the way, look at this Tampa, Carolina, Cleveland, Cincy, Minnesota, Detroit, Jets, Patriots, Falcons, Saints, Jacksonville, Tennessee. All the noon games stink. <laughs> That's by design, I think. <laughs> yeah, and then you get a, an unbelievable amount of 325 games. Uh huh. Anyway, Packers only favored by three at Lambeau, so Vegas calls this a pick 'em. Yes, they do. That uh, that definitely uh, stood out to me. Uh, right, who you got? I I still need the Bears to beat them before I pick them to beat them. Same. So Same. I'm going like 27-24 Packers, something like that. And I think the Bears will play starters, but there is a scenario where if, if something happens and one guy almost gets hurt and you're kind of like, ooh, you could see them being like, maybe in the second half we'll dial it back. I don't know. Fluce is going to want to win that game for his he own is. future. He is. But I don't think anyone banged up is going to like necessarily gut it out type of thing. There are some important players banged up. But I, like you said, though, I just can't take the Packers um, Bears seriously until the Bears start to actually perform better even a close loss would be an improvement at this point yeah <laughs> so i agree with you i think the defense is good enough to keep it close you suck chris and i think that was pretty much what your score was too and i think we always struggle to stop their pass rush and that'll be the biggest difference packers 24 bears 20 okay and i uh i hate the Packers. All right. Uh, the only other games that I think are all that interesting, really, on Sunday are Niners-Rams, but the Niners have already clinched. Yeah. So throw that one out as far as interest goes. And then a humdinger of an AFC East showdown. Buffalo at Miami, and in a perfect microcosm of the Bills season, I believe this is true. If they win, they're the two seed. Wow. And if they lose, they're out. And and look at that. A, a change. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that is that is crazy. But look, they had a change in the middle of the season at offensive coordinator that may have saved their season. That game is in Miami, if you care. I don't care. Man, that that is a really evenly matched game. Looking at the numbers too. I, I'm for fun because I just think it's funnier, and I want both these teams in the playoffs, not just the one. I'm gonna pick Buffalo on the the road. Yeah, and despite um despite being on the road, I think they're actually playing better coming into this game than the, the Miami that we just saw get trounced right. by the Ravens. And is Hill kind of banged up? Give me, give me the Bills. He's been banged up for a while, yeah. Yeah. That they can't that keep those good. receivers hundred percent. It feels like one of them's always playing hurt between Hill and Waddle. Yeah. And that radically affects Buffalo is favored by the way. Oh in my road. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I just realized that. Very interesting. Yeah, and I, because the Bears care, Carolina's play, no wait, we're good, we don't care, love it, love it. They've can I done say their... if they do trade, can we please do one where we take a player and make the team the worst team in the league? I have had more fun rooting against Carolina than I have had rooting for the Bears. Oh no! Well, not maybe not more fun, but I I, I got more of what I wanted. Uh huh. So maybe that's how we should do it. Can we trade for for Deron Payne and a bunch of picks from the Commanders, and then they'll stink? Like, let's do that again. If that's if we're going to trade the picks, I would do. Yeah. But if we're going to, can we can we please leave it a scenario where we get a really horrible team we get to follow, and, uh, and that was satisfying. You know, look, they lost yes, the game. That I mean, we thought Carolina would have a high pick, but certainly not number one. 
but here we are. I would I would have thought like three to five or something, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Wow. So. All right. Well, that's all I got. All right. Sounds good. We'll. Uh, do you want to try to do a post game after uh, Sunday after the Bears Packers? We probably should. After the kids after the kids get to bed because those games. Let's see. We'll end about six. Maybe right at supper. Yeah, maybe like nine. Okay. That sounds It'd good. be tricky for me to do when it ends because that's like supper and the last hangout before they go to bed. Before there you have it, listeners. To school and all that stuff. Be ready around nine central time, listeners, on our Twitch channel. <laughs> That'd be awesome. And then, boy, then things will really get exciting after that, won't they? Whew. It's going to be a fun off season. Will we need an emergency pod? <laughs> yes. Yes. Probably like six. Well, we'll do one if if we need one. But... Yes. We will need one. We will. Okay. You're, you think they're firing him? Well, even if not, there's going to be huge news to discuss. Oh, you think we need the emergency pod if they don't fire? <laughs> I, I think either way. Yeah, maybe it's Getsy's fired. Emergency pod. <laughs> yeah. 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 Flus is here, but Getsy's gone. <sighs> wow. Breaking yeah. news. Firefighters are currently trying to put out a massive fire at the home of Tyreek Hill. That's breaking news, really? Yeah. Holy moly. Hope he's all right. Hope everyone's okay. Yeah, I, hope no, I hope nobody's home. You, you know, you never know if these guys are actually, you know, they got multiple homes and all. Hope everyone's all right. That's pretty all crazy. right. And, and on that note, thanks for listening. <laughs> Fairly educated. We will uh, talk to you after the Bears Packers game. It's been a roller coaster of a 2023 season. We'll try to put a bow on it next time we talk to you. Uh, find us online at barely underscore educated at all the social outlets. We will talk to you next time. You suck, Chris. You are indeed a dip from Chicago. Just Hold on to your butts. I love the bears.